the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. .pepperdine.edu. AM1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Authorities say the death toll from a truck bombing in Somalia's capital is now at least 78, and they're also blaming the attack now on the Al-Shabaab terrorist organization. British counterterrorism police have arrested a 21-year-old man on suspicion of preparing an extremist act. The suspect was arrested at a residence in East London. Police say he's being questioned on suspicion of the commission, preparation or instigation of acts of terrorism. The property where he was arrested is being searched by police. The man has not been charged or identified. Police did not provide any details about the suspect's actions. Zaria Shakili, London. A fire official in Louisiana says five people are dead now after a small plane went down in the city of Lafayette. The Lafayette fire chief says five fatalities were found at the scene and an investigation is now underway. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas doesn't think it's healthy to generalize. Because I take Me Too very seriously, but at the same time I think we, we have to try to, we have to think it through. It's very easy to throw everybody under the same bus. I think, you know what, no. Mm. Uh, there are big differences between um, what some people have yeah. done and what other people have done. Degrees. And we're going to have to at least uh, figure our way through that, to be fair. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Intelligent Radio, just past one o'clock, which means one thing: it's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg, coming up next. But first, here's your Twin Cities forecast, brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. A high of thirty-seven, but we have a winter weather advisory warning until three, because those roads are really icy. So stay indoors if you can. And just listen to the Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Uh, just a little over a month away from his 18th birthday, dominating Twin Cities weekend, uh, dominating Twin Cities mid-level political current events and uh, music blogs. And, of course, this broadcast rapidly heading towards the 16th anniversary. And I say this every year, and I never have time to follow through on it, but plans are afoot to finally get our 10th anniversary celebration out there in public here as we uh, as we pass over halfway towards anniversary 15. It, it'll happen. It'll really happen, folks. So anyway, 
glad to have you tuning in, especially glad to have you tuning in if you're not actually out on the road uh, to tune us in today, because the weather in the Twin Cities metro is, by Minnesota standards, fairly foul. If you are a driver in the metro area, you are advised to stay off the roads. Uh, actually, most of your metro area sheriff's departments are advising no travel, even now. Even now, the temperature has uh, crept above freezing, and some of the salting is starting to take effect. Its roads are still pretty terrible out there. I was driving down here uh, earlier, uh, probably about an hour, a little over an hour ago, and even though 35E was relatively passable, I passed four or five different cars in the ditch just between Pilot Knob Road and Diffley, uh, including a couple still had drivers in them, so it was still a fairly fresh accident. So you're advised to stay off the road if you're a native of Minnesota. Now, if you're a North Dakotan, as I am, set condition green April, and be careful. There's a lot of sky you meet uh, sliding around out there like dogs on hardwood floors. I'm being facetious, of course. It's dangerous out there for everyone, and I urge you to stay uh, stay put if you can possibly manage it. I did make it down here, however, uh, because the, the lure of being on the radio talking to you is that powerful, and also didn't make any arrangements for <laughs> fill-in broadcasts today. Uh, because I'll be doing mine tomorrow. I'll be uh, in for Brad Carlson tomorrow, but I will be broadcasting my, what do we call it, Evergreen Christmas broadcast. I, I did a Christmas broadcast two years ago where I kept all of the timely references out and just talked about general concepts of conservatism and Christmas. I'm fairly proud of, of the show, and it's lined up for tomorrow because Brad Carlson's going to be off on assignment tomorrow. So hope you'll tune in to me and my annual Christmas broadcast tomorrow. I did broadcast live last week, had a lot of fun, and then took off, got on the road, and had a great week of traveling to rural North Dakota to visit my parents, uh, my, my uh, parents in Jamestown and Minot, North Dakota. Had a wonderful time. It was a beautiful week for travel, and it was a beautiful week to see what, uh, what, what, what a jurisdiction run by competent, capable, conservative government looks like. Things just generally work out there. Something that if you look at the way Minneapolis and St. Paul are decaying before our very eyes, you realize it's something you can't take at face value, much less for granted here in the moldy blue Twin Cities uh, metro area. Really, pretty much anything inside the 494, 694 corridor these days is is pretty much badly run, sinfully expensive, and in terrible shape. Uh, so, and, and by the way, you can see that uh, when you see how the, the roads change between, I don't know, St. Paul and even Roseville, bad as Roseville is, uh, politically speaking. It's just amazing how the fact that there's a viable two-party government still, more or less, in Roseville means that roads get plowed capably, effectively, and impartially. Uh, a friend of this broadcast, uh, after the last big snowstorm about a month ago in St. Paul, by the way, uh, managed to find himself out in front of the homes of the mayor and a bunch of prominent city council members who live on side streets. And while the side streets on either side of their uh, of their of their streets went unplowed, the route from the various city council people's houses to the plowed snow emergency routes were crystal clear and clean enough to eat off of. So remember this. When your government comes to you looking for 
uh, city snow plowing, city uh, alley plowing, city trash collection, city services of all kinds. Just remember, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Uh, the number to call, should you care to join me right now, 651 651- Two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show N A R N Show. And it's been an interesting week. First of all, uh, I, I I like to I comment a lot about political correctness in our society because it's a growing business. Quite frankly, the uh, the 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 society is. I mean, the part of our society that likes to bludgeon people over the head with political correctness is is waxing as they say not waning they are growing uh they are they're they're a generation of people well not just one generation i mean the political correctness came from the former hippies uh, who came through the the, the academic track and have uh, spent a generation now inflicting political correctness and and expanding and and academicizing political correctness upon the rest of society and then and spending a generation now taking over the education system, taking over post-secondary education especially, and making it into to basically weaponizing political correctness, which is why you we have things like websites telling people how to get through the holidays without ripping each other's heads off about politics and and spoiled entitled uh, media figures. Uh, talking about holidays in their homes uh, in in terms that inevitably include the sentence. And then came November 2016. Anyway, uh, I I, I want to talk about that today on, on a number of different levels, because first of all, as it as it impacts society, second of all, as it impacts the media that we have in this country. And I'm going to start with a movie reference. I I went to a, a screening of the uh, new adaptation of the movie Little Women a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, wound up getting, <laughs> I wound up getting connected with some uh, tickets to a screening that came out about a week before the movie went live uh, all over the place. And it was, I will say this, it was an excellent movie. Now, you could call it a, quote, chick flick, end quote, uh, if you like, and you wouldn't be wrong. It's uh, Little Women, of course, Louisa May Alcott classic story, uh, of four young ladies growing up in a progressive, uh, by the standards of the era, home in uh, rural, I think, Massachusetts during the Civil War. Their father is, is off uh, in the Union Army. Uh, father is a, a, some sort of uh, progressive uh, Protestant minister, but he's off in the Union Army fighting uh, in the Civil War. And so it's the mother and four daughters uh, holding down the fort in the small town in uh, rural, Pencil- uh, rural Massachusetts. If you haven't read it, well, that's fine. I mean, it's fairly common reading. I think an awful lot of us had to read it in junior high. I didn't care for it much in junior high, but I was a little guy back then. I've come to enjoy the story over the years. Uh, of course, feminists love the story because it is a proto-feminist tale of of young women, uh, including uh, one the the battles between tra- the demands of traditional society on one hand as voiced through a couple of the characters, including the oldest of the four daughters, who uh, basically went out looking for her MRS degree bright and early, and the number two daughter, uh, who was something of a tomboy and very independent and something of a role model for modern feminists. And 
Daughter number three, of course, went to Europe, became a painter, but but uh, and and sought the artistic life, but really wound up with a guy. It's it's a couple different points of view about the role of women in society as at a time when those roles were just starting to change a little bit. And uh, granted, this is 150 years ago, and the book was written a little, I think, 120 years ago, and it was a. The movie, by the way, the latest version of the movie is excellent. Now there have been a number. I think I think the total uh, count is seven different film adaptations of the book, and I've heard a number of people say the 1934 version with Catherine Hepburn, or the 19 I think 49 version with Elizabeth Taylor are generally regarded as favorites by an awful lot of people who pay attention to it. I have only seen two versions, the 1994 version with Winona Ryder, uh, which I didn't care for. It struck me as a high school theater production of the story and the one that is currently in the theaters right now, uh, starring Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, Meryl Streep, uh, Timothy Chalamet, uh, actually uh, with a guy from Better Call Saul, uh, whose name is eluding Bob me. Bob right Odenkirk. Now. Hey, Bob Odenkirk. Thank you very much, uh, Terminator N. Uh, Bob Odenkirk uh, plays the father when he comes back. A very muted a little role, actually, uh, which kind of brings up the question, where is season three of Better Call Saul anyway? I need to go scouting Netflix for that here. At any rate, it's an excellent production. And yes, it goes a little tiny bit anachronistic because to the best of my knowledge, this is the first version that was produced largely and written, screen written, I should say, largely by an all-female cast behind the camera. And not that that phases, why should it phase me? It's a good movie. It may not your, be your cup of tea if you're out there looking for uh, Die Hard or, for that matter, 1917. It's probably not the movie for you right now. But if you're in the mood for a, ch quote, chick flick, end quote, with lots of redeeming value that's very, very, very much worth watching, I suggest you go ahead and do it. It's a perfectly good movie, and I, I enjoyed it a lot, and, and I figured I might, because it does have an excellent cast. Uh, Laura Dern, by the way, plays the mother. She's also she's great in everything she does, and uh, Meryl Streep obviously plays the, the uh, very mercenary aunt, and Saoirse Ronan plays Joe, the, 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 the primary character, basically the autobiographic representation of, of uh, Louise May Alcott herself. And does a spectacular job. I mean, Saoirse Ronan is uh, maybe the Meryl Streep of her generation. And, you know, it, you got them both in the movie. So more power to it. I recommend it. I think I've made that perfectly clear. Uh, I will point out as a point of order here that I am male. I have an X chromosome and a Y chromosome. My, my pronouns are he and his. And make no mistake about it, I am 110% male, and I liked the movie, which various writers would have you believe would seem to be impossible. And that's really what I wanted to talk about when we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. I thought that becoming a woman would make me happy. It would be a different life. I would have these lovely flouncy dresses on and I'd be skipping through the tulips and stuff like that. It wasn't. It was completely different. It was sad. It was depressing. The most underreported story of 2019 is the transgender regret scenario. Biological women who have transitioned into men are coming out in droves to detransition, regretting their initial decision. Both men and women report they made the biggest mistake of their life. They are pleading with people to get counsel before they allow scalpels to turn them into something other than what God made them. But you will not see this story on the evening news. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now. 800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091. Hi, this is Sebastian Gorka. Over the last few months, my fellow Salem talk show hosts and I have been speaking across the country on the War for America's Soul Tour. Thousands of people have attended these sold-out events in cities across the United States. We talked candidly about the attacks against our Constitution, the push for radical socialism, open borders, and other threats to our republic. Not everyone could get a ticket, so we filmed the events in Sacramento, California, and Tampa, Florida. These were incredible nights with a few surprises. You can now watch the events on demand or even buy the DVD. It's a front-row seat to watch me, Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Larry Elder, and even Michelle Malkin. We discuss the critical issues that are at stake ahead of our next presidential election, and we give you the truth. To watch it now, go to WatchSalemMedia.com. You will be glad you did. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a holler, 651-289-4488. You can also join me on Twitter, baby, AM12A, the Patriot, Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show if you get Mike Fright easily. So join us, if you would, please. Hey, don't forget, we just launched a new daily newsletter, the Daybreak Insider. It's your first look at today's top stories. You get a rapid-fire look at the news from a conservative viewpoint. So, by the way, here it is, detailed yet concise. If you only get a couple minutes to catch up today's top stories before hauling the kids to the school, whatever, we've created the ultimate that insider for you. Subscribe at am12a thepatriot.com. 
You may have done a lot of cool things, but you will be happy. You use the keyword subscribe to get the Patriot Daybreak Insider. Anyway, I before the break, I was talking about uh, the fact that I, I very much enjoyed the new version of Little Women, uh, starring Saoirse Ronan, uh, Emma Watson of, of Harry Potter fame. I was wondering what happened to her. I never really saw a lot of the Harry Potter movies, but there she is, just a great role as, I uh, forget the name, the oldest of the four uh, Little Women. And I, I heard last week that the movie was doing well. At the box office, not spectacular, not blowing the place up. But on the other hand, it finished third in a week where the top two movies were Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, the uh, episode nine of the biggest movie franchise of all time and the reboot of Jumanji, which I've never seen the original. I'm not going to see the new one, but I've heard it's a pretty big deal, as Joe Biden might say. And and so the fact that Little Women came in third behind two mo- uh, movies that mo- people in the movie business refer to as tent poles, the movies that hold the tent up over the rest of the movie season uh, during this last weekend of the year when they're trying to release blockbusters, uh, the fact that in the blockbuster season, when everybody's rolling out either their big money uh, movies to jam people into the films over the holiday season where they've got free time and a little bit of free money, and also everyone's rolling out their Oscar fodder to try and get in under the wire for the latest round of, of Oscars, the fact that it came in number three in its opening week could be described as a pretty darn good performance for a quiet little movie about a 120-year-old novel about four girls. A very good one, though, it is. Imagine my surprise to see that the media was reading a little more into that result than the rest of us were. I I was finding my attention drawn to a piece in the New York Times opinion section, not not movie critics, uh, not the movie section, but the opinion section entitled Men are dismissing little women. What a surprise. And, And. just the sarcasm in the title drew my attention. Uh, the subtitle is The Rejection of the Latest Screen Adaptation of the Beloved Novel Echoes a Long Held Sentiment Toward Women Centered Narratives. Now, uh, the piece is written by a woman named Christy Eldridge, and uh, the New York Times helpfully points out uh, below her byline that uh, Ms. Eldridge is a writer. And it's perhaps good that they pointed that out because you'd be hard-pressed to find much evidence of that from the piece she wrote. Uh, But uh, she wrote the piece nonetheless, and somehow it got into the New York Times, indicating that really political correctness is the only real standard you have to meet to get into the New York Times opinion section these days. Uh, And I start uh, Ms. Eldridge's piece, Little Women Has a Little Man Problem. So reads the headline for an article on Vanity Fair's website this month about the latest screen adaptation of the beloved Louisa May Alcott novel. The film has been lauded by critics. It's true. Uh, The critics love it. And ostensibly possesses many of the qualities awards voters look for. An A-list cast, including Saoirse Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, Meryl Streep, uh, Bob Odenkirk, a a respective actress-turned-director, Greta Gerwig, and beloved source material. 
I'm not sure those by themselves necessarily add up to awards. But okay, okay, that's fine. We'll go back to Ms. Eldridge's piece here. Uh, but so far, it has been noticeably underrepresented during awards season. Two Golden Globe nominations and zero Screen Actors Guild nods. And Vanity Fair describes the audience at early advanced screenings as, quote, overwhelmingly comprised of women. One of its producers, <laughs> Amy Pascal, told the magazine she believes many male voters have avoided it because of, quote, an unconscious bias. Now, I'm just going to take a moment here and say, whenever people refer to unconscious bias, it's a form of what they call gaslighting. It's a way of saying, you don't know what you really feel, but I'm going to tell you. I'm not just going to put words in your mouth. I'm going to put entire ideas in your head, whether you like it or not. So when Amy Pascal, who, by the way, has a vested interest in the performance of the movie because she is one of the producers, when she says she believes many male voters for these awards are avoiding it because of, quote, an unconscious bias. Well, she may have a point, as we've seen during the Harvey Weinstein debacle, uh, Hollywood, progressive though it paints itself, is rancidly sexist and racist and all the other ists that we're told to avoid in our society by the progressives. I will continue with Ms. Eldridge's piece. While the box office numbers following its release on Wednesday suggest the movie has found a decent audience, oh, well, it plays third behind, as I said, the new Star Wars and the latest Jumanji on opening day, that unconscious bias has seemed to trickle down to the casual male viewer of, uh, as well. If Twitter is any indication, the New York Times film critic Janet Masland recently tweeted her surprise at the Quote, active hostility about how little women from men I know, love, and respect. So, let's set this up. According to Kirstie Eldridge, Christy, rather, Eldridge, men are dismissing little women. The source material is one of the film's producers who is trying to find some reason and throwing at random reasons out there that the movie isn't being pelted with awards nominations, despite its decent, perhaps surprisingly good box office performance. And the Twitter feed of New York Times' film critic Janet Maslin, whose social circle or social media circle not just social media circle, but, but, but the inner circle of her social media circle, men she, quote, knows, loves, and respects are, are cool or, as she says, actively hostile about the movie, meaning it's a pretty good chance we're talking your politically correct male feminist uh, progressive crowd popping up uh, among the set that Janice Maslin knows, loves, and respects. This is the sample so far. Uh, back to Christy Eldridge's uh, piece. She also described the movie's, quote, problem with men, end quote, as, quote, very real, end quote. Someone tweeted in response, bear in mind, someone from her social media circle responds, quote, it's not a problem. We just don't care, end quote. Ms. Eldridge goes on to 
Right. In 2019, this attitude seems like history repeating itself. When Ms. Alcott's book was first published in 1868, it was an instant success, favorable, instant success, rather, favorably reviewed by many of the top magazines. and has never gone out of print, but that made it an outlier. At that time, American women's novels were not most critics' idea of serious writing. Of course, most books uh, by all authors have lo- from that era have long gone out of print, and most books are by all genders are not especially serious or especially successful. And Ms. Aldridge does point out, in fact, American women's fiction did have some spectacular successes. Uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin has been in print for uh, 150, almost 170 years. And uh, and 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 even in the mid 1850s, women wrote a disproportionate share uh, of of popular literature in in both in book and magazine form. Anyway, Ms. Eldridge goes on to to carry on a little to to femsplain a little bit of uh, feminist. Uh, book history, literary history, and the prominent place that Little Women has in it. But then she goes on to to try and explain that that men are just shutting the new movie adaptation down, notwithstanding the great box office and 160 years of print book sales for the title as, as being latent perhaps sexism, perhaps even unknown to men themselves. Let's see. Uh, let's, let's, let's look through it and see if there's any evidence of, of this conclusion other than the social media feed of a progressive film critic, critic with the New York Times. Uh, let's move down the article a bit. Uh, quote, perhaps the movie's marketing undersold just how inventive Ms. Gerwing's adaptation, which takes many interesting creative liberties, such as ditching the linear narrative, is. The bucolic imagery in the trailer underlines the cozy, even sappy aspects of the work. Uh, but the book has always been more than about just the, the sappy sitting around the fire sorts of things. In the character of Joe March, uh, played by Saoirse Ronan, Ms. Alcott created a rebellious tomboy heroine e- eager for adventure. So where is the sexism in the response to this movie? Let's keep looking. When we come back, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Santa, Santa, something terrible is happening. Ho, 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 Rudolph, calm down. Tell me what's going on. I just overheard Mrs. Claus talking. Yes? She said that she's getting a new Santa. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Rudolph, I know all about it. Mrs. Claus is getting a new Santa Fe from Invergrove Hyundai. What's a Santa Fe? The Santa Fe is Hyundai's most advanced SUV. Jam-packed with safety and technology features. And its spacious five-passenger interior is like the Claus family room on wheels. Does this mean we won't have to take her in the sleigh to Pilates class every Tuesday? That's right. Ho, ho, ho. Every new Hyundai like 
the Santa Fe comes with America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. InvergroveHyundai.com. And they're reindeer recommended. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm, phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a uh-huh. million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Millions plan for retirement online, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home, and give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join me, please. Hey, don't forget, we know meaningful conversation is important to you. That's why you listen to us every day. But we also think you enjoy a brand new sister station, Freedom 1570. Tune in, you'll hear the right perspective on today's news and hot topics. Here uh, from hosts like Dana Lash, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, and many more. Online at freedom1570.com. The perfect companion to the station. So, what have you done? You've heard the call. The ideology is so nice, we broadcast it twice. Freedom 1570, AM 1280. Got you covered. All over the AM dial. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. We've been talking about... Well, the movie Little Women, but in particular, the media's response to, well, I'm not sure what the 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 article. Again, I've been talking about an article by a a woman named Christy Eldridge, uh, who is described as a writer, end quote, in The New York Times. Uh, who wrote an article in which case in which uh, she pointed out uh, in her opinion uh, men are dismissing little women what a surprise and and yet i've read it i've i've taken you through about two thirds of the the article and found 
outside of a few progressive friends of New York Times film critic Janet Maslin, no men actually rejecting it. Uh, uh, Ms. Eldridge writes, uh, quote, it may be that on the surface Little Women doesn't feel as fresh and progressive uh, comparative to other possibilities that are out there. Uh, For example, some of the uh, female-produced movies that are winning Emmys, uh, like Jennifer Lopez and her first Oscar nomination, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's been a big year for women in the media. Uh, and and so perhaps Little Women feels a little retrograde compared to some of the stuff that's out on the bleeding edge of culture, which is entirely possible. It is, after all, 160 years old, uh, 140 years old. Uh, quote, maybe men feel it's too familiar. The book has been turned into seven different adaptations, or maybe the movie's marketing undersold how inventive uh, the adaptation is. Uh, but, and, and by the way, as she points out, Miss Gerwig's uh, film inhabits the spirit of that, that, uh, Louisa May Alcott put into the character of Joe, basically the autobiographical character representing herself, uh, throughout. As in the book, the March sisters are intellectually curious, avid readers, artistically inclined, eagerly comp- uh, performing, uh, Joe's melodramatic plays, uh, and so forth and so on. Uh, and, and one of the climactic lines of the movie, Joe describing to her mother what writing means to her and why she isn't defined by her older sister's wifey feelings. Quote, women, she says, have minds and they have souls as well as just hearts, end quote. Which is a key line relating uh, a, what was a fairly radical notion, supposedly, we are, we are given to think at, a, at that time in history regarding women. Well and good. But I've been going over this article up and down and trying to find uh, some examples of men actively rejecting this movie. I've read through all but the last three paragraphs for you pretty much right now. Uh, And I'll continue with with Ms. Eldridge's narrative in more ways than one. Uh, Quote, there's reason to believe this new Little Women has appeal beyond a predominantly female audience. Several male film critics have given enthusiastic reviews. And on Wednesday, Ms. Maslin tweeted her belief that male opposition has receded now that the movie is out. Bear in mind, opposition that to this point in Ms. Eldridge's narrative exists only through Ms. Maslin's Twitter feed, and only from people from whom Ms. Maslin has respect. Men are loving it, she wrote, even ones who said they wouldn't go. Hmm. Yet that this concern... So, so, Ms. Eldridge, in the second paragraph from the end, walks back, perhaps? Quote, yet that this concern even existed to begin with is disheartening. If many men haven't wanted to give it a chance because they don't think it's meant for them, we still have a way to go in considering all kinds of narratives about women to be deserving of thoughtful attention. That's a possibility. It's it's, it's a possibility, and I'll stipulate that before I come back to it and, and tear it apart. The final paragraph, we can turn to a much canonized American male writer, <laughs> uh, David Foster Wallace, for a vivid phrase not far off from Joe's cry to her mother. Fiction writing, quote, is what it's meant to be a <clears throat> human being. That's what Little Women is, a plea for women to be seen as human beings. Now, I will 
commend to your attention the fact that you go through this entire piece, which, let it be repeated, is entitled, Men Are Dismissing Little Women. What a surprise. Without a single man being named as dismissing the movie, other than a few friends and Twitter colleagues of uh, Janet Maslin, who are, let the record indicate, exclusively progressive, exclusively left of center, and the most self-selected possible sample, not a single other man is on record as rejecting the movie, disliking the movie, doing anything but saying, ah, maybe I don't want to go to the seventh remake of Little Women, or maybe I will, and maybe I did anyway. And, and, and by the way, let it also be said, it's been a box office success. I don't know if it's paid for itself, but finishing number three on an opening weekend against Star Wars and Jumanji ain't chicken feed. And so, and by the way, it refers to a, a uh, the, the, the piece refers to a, a article in Vanity Fair by a fellow named Anthony Bresnikan, which uh, entitled Little Women Has a Little Man Problem, which I'm not going to read for you in, in, in its entirety. It's, it basically rehashes the same material, the same reference to the, the movie's producer covering for the fact that there hasn't gotten a, a slew of awards, which may be because men are, male voter, award voters, film critics uh, almost exclusively, are uh, rejecting it because it's by and about women. Or it could be that it's just not especially groundbreaking. It's excellent performance. Again, for about the fifth time, I loved the movie. I did. One of several great movies I've seen in recent weeks, by the way. Uh, I'll be talking about another one of them uh, in the next hour here, by the way. I'm just kind of having a, a film wrap-up weekend here uh, on the show. Uh, but not a single person in either article other than Janet Maslin's friends rejected it in any way, Dis- uh, or as, as, as Christy Eldridge put it, dismissed it in any way. So while it's possible that Little Women as a women as a movie by f- more or less for about produced and written at every stage of development by women uh, a movie off of which the estrogen rolls like the fog on twin cities roads on christmas day for better or worse and and by the way in this case largely for better uh, again it's an excellent movie and i recommend it i think that's like the sixth time i've said that that being said, I think the problem, the problem with the movie, or at least the problem that the movie's having with critics, uh, is not so much that men are dismissing it, uh, in, in, or as the or Vanity Fair article is entitled, uh, it doesn't really so much have a problem with little men. It has a problem with little straw men, making men 
in general, whether award voters or moviegoers, defend an argument that they are not themselves making. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, that's fine. Most people don't go to most movies. If you have gone to it, odds are pretty good you like it. The Rotten Tomatoes scores from both critics and viewers is excellent. Uh, so, and and by the way, the audiences showing up at the theaters are estimated to be about 40% men, which for a movie entitled Little Women is probably a pretty good sign. Especially if you're a guy who is of a certain age and was kind of burned 25 years ago by the Winona Ryder version, which I thought was a little bit like a high school drama club production of Little Women, only with uh, A and B list stars involved. If you were burned by that show, and I'm here to tell you, I was, this one will be a pleasant surprise. But this sort of aggrieved, dare I say, whiny response on the part of Christy Eldridge and and uh, Anthony Bresnikan, who I know nothing about and care to find out about more about even less, uh, is strikes me as as whining and in fact gives every indication of having been written before the movie was ever released in both cases i mean you start off with a big claim men are dismissing little women what a surprise that's in the headline folks i didn't throw that in there and yet there's absolutely no documentary evidence presented that men are going to it any less, much less any more, than any other movie of its type. Which, bear in mind, this is an art house movie. I'm going to guess you probably get more women going to those as well anyway. So the problem the movie is facing isn't little men. It's little straw men. Little gaslighting, perhaps, as well. Uh, we'll come back to more of that on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I, I recommend the movie. I really do. More movie talk in a minute. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog and pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, My3Quotes. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with a special half-price offer from AM1280 The Patriot and Breathe Freedom from Nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person. 
and you could save thousands this year. Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. Give me your computer problems with boots. Arby's Computer Service. When you want your computer fixed right the first time, Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? Arby's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763. 763- 441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. How can you draw closer to God and increase your knowledge of His Word? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. By reading four chapters a day, you'll read the entire Bible in less than a year. Or pick a specific topic, such as the life of Christ or the New Testament. Choose among more than 20 free Bible reading plans from 45 to 100 days. BibleStudyTools.com lets you choose your favorite translation. Track your progress and grow your faith online at BibleStudyTools.com. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World, AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, if you got photos or video from any of our events, news updates, live streaming, any, maybe even a selfie or two, the latest and greatest way to connect with The Patriot is to follow us on Instagram. Simply search for AM 12A, The Patriot on Instagram and uh, post your stuff. Yeah, we check over, make sure we don't have any... Uh, Sock puppets abusing it. But yeah, well, uh, if you're at a Patriot event, post your pictures, post your video. That's what it's there for. Go to am12athepatriot.com for all the details you need. That's what it's there for. 651-289-4488, the number to call. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Don't forget, Brad Carlson, not in tomorrow. I'll be doing my Christmas broadcast, so once I get done here, it will be... I'll be heading home. Driving very carefully, by the way. Temperatures are above freezing. Roads should be slowly improving. Still pretty brutal out there. Looking at the road map, still crawling along out there. Anyway, so more movie talk coming up in the second uh, hour here today. Because uh, some, the, the, we, the movie we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, wonderful Richard Jewell is continues to make headlines, which means it's continuing to sell tickets, and it's uh, continuing to make uh, all sorts of news here, and and I think news of some of the most interesting type. Uh, the irony is so thick you could cut it with a with a katana. And I know P.J. O'Rourke once said, "Life is full of irony if you're stupid," and uh, believe me, I'm I'm cognizant of that. Yet the 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 flap about the movie right now is just the most delicious bit of i don't know moral payback that i ever called uh speaking of moral payback elizabeth warren who is uh, one of the democrat candidates for president although her candidacy uh, candidacy her campaign seems to be uh falling under hard times 
largely as a result of other candidates and their opposition machines doing what opposition machines do and eat the oppos- <laughs> eating the opposition in this case. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is paying a certain amount of piper for the serial, what's the word, fabulism, uh, prevarication that she's done in her past. Uh, she lies a lot. I mean, we've we've talked in the past about her lying about being a Native American. Uh, she's been caught, and to the extent where she's uh, had to apologize for it, or I should say felt the need to apologize for it to certain parts of her constituency. Only certain parts, because as we discussed last week on the broadcast, the episode before Christmas, much of the Democrat messaging is entirely built on being able to, uh, on their ability to basically say any garbage to their voters and know that they're not going to be called on it, either by the media until the rare cases when the media is completely shamed into uh, caving in and actually, you know, doing their job which happens once in a while, even regarding uh, darling of the far left, uh, Senator Warren. But uh, she she lied about being Native American after soaking up all the benefits of, of claiming minority status for an entire career. Uh, it turned out she is roughly one ten twenty fourth percentage Native American, which, by the way, is about the same to slightly lower than that of the average American resident. I mean, an awful lot of people have a little bit of Native American somewhere back in their past. And it is literally the same as or less than, I kid you not, according to 23andMe, the amount of sub-Saharan African I have in me. Uh, That's right. I am literally as or more black that Elizabeth Warren is Native American. And I have claimed not one benefit due to my (laughs) equivalent minority status. But that wasn't it, as we've talked about considerably in in the recent, in this past year. Uh, She lied about having been fired from a teaching job for having been pregnant. She quit on her own power and started lying about it in recent, uh, start, just kept on lying about it ever since. She lied about her father to the point that other members of her family are going, hey, Liz, slow your roll just a tad. Uh, she has lied about her the schools her children's have attended. Uh, that's right, in, in Atlanta uh, last month. Uh, Senator Warren was confronted by pro-school choice demonstrators who opposed her anti-charter and anti-voucher platform. Warren met later with one of the demonstrators, a woman, an African-American woman named Sarah Carpenter, who said that she and the other school choice supporters want only to enjoy the same educational benefits that Warren's families enjoyed. Uh, And Carpenter said, yeah, we're going to have the same choice that you had for your kids because I read that your children went to private schools. And Warren said, my children went to public schools. They did a little bit part of the time. Uh, It's also a fact that uh, her son also attended private school in the 80s and that uh, Alex Warren only went to public school till fifth grade. Uh, So at the very least, she lied by omission. Now, so what we've got here 
is a situation where Senator Warren has lied about her Native American ancestry, lied about her history of oppression for being female. It didn't exist. Lied about her family background. Lied about her children's education and the private nature of it, uh, which she get she and her children apparently are okay benefiting from, but not any of the unwashed masses. Now she's vociferously pointing out the fact that she's a woman. It kind of makes me wonder, is she lying about that? Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just, I just finding that, that it pays not to take anything that this woman says at face value. She lies that much. Anyway, and if she is, that's fine. If she's not actually female, I don't care. It'd just be nice to, to know if she's leading us on on that as well. At any rate, uh, <laughs> by the way, this past week, I was uh, also as I was driving around, I was uh, uh, reading Twitter. John Cleese, the great uh, English uh, author, actor, writer, uh, former star of Monty Python's Flying Circus, as well as all the Monty Python movies, uh, when asked, hey, was he going to come out and tour some of the red states, wrote, I don't spend much time in the sticks, I'm afraid. Uh, my work draws me to areas where people understand irony and don't need guns to make themselves feel adequate. Which struck me is for someone whose work I've respected, I mean, not so much Monty Python's Flying Circus, which I watched a while ago and found didn't date very well for me after my teens. But Monty Python and the Holy Grail, still a wonderful movie. Fish Called Wanda, absolute masterpiece, I thought. But it's... It's it's a terrible thing to realize that someone you respect so much is such a bigot and makes you realize that the, the, the imprecation to respect the art, ignore the artist, that thing's got teeth. Yeah. More when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Shopping online this holiday season? Finding the perfect gift from your computer, tablet, or smartphone is a breeze. Just a few taps, and you're done. But all that online shopping? It could expose your personal information and leave you potentially vulnerable to identity theft. And you may miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit. Like someone selling your info on the dark web, or taking an online payday loan in your name. Good thing there's LifeLock. They monitor your personal information, and if you have a problem with identity theft... They work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock offers something that's perfect for the holidays and beyond. Not having to worry if identity theft happens to you. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Go to LifeLock.com and use promo code SMART. That's promo code SMART at LifeLock.com to save 25% off. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt, and over the last few months, my fellow Salem talk show host and I have been speaking across the country at the War for America Soul Tour. Thousands of people have attended these sold-out events in cities all across the United States. We talked candidly about the attacks against our Constitution, the push for radical socialism, open borders, and other issues affecting you and our country. Not everybody could get a ticket, so we filmed the event in Sacramento, California, and in Tampa, Florida. These were incredible nights with a few surprises. You can now watch the events on demand or even buy the DVD. The front row seat to watch me, Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, even Michelle Malkin. We discuss the critical issues 
that are at stake ahead of our next presidential election, and we give you the truth. To watch it now, go to WatchSalemMedia.com. You'll be glad you did. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. Again, for the Steelers fans, WatchSalemMedia.com. And thank you. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? No, tell me about it, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked a lot with the other guys. They've got salt systems, too, eh? Yeah, but no other spa company can offer anything like Spa Boy. By monitoring itself, the chlorine can be lower all the time, so our Minnesota skin doesn't have to be all dried out by the chlorine. Oh, yeah. Well, the missus was sure like that, eh? Yeah, it's insulated better than any other hot tub in the industry, too. It keeps your critters out. It's got a five-day freeze guarantee. It's the number one replacement spy in the industry. Oh, that's a pretty big statement, eh? So that must mean that people who buy another tub usually end up buying an Arctic, eh? It's a pretty great hot tub. Plus, with the Spa Boy salt system, you save lots of money on skin lotion, too, Oh, eh? you're always thinking, dude. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes the Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. 